right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. I'm joined by a few presences today. Of course, we have Ray Booten, co-host extraordinaire over there. How you doing, Ray? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, we're about to introduce our guests. We have three great guests. Great guests. See, my brain wanted to say it and my body didn't, but I bring it back. Great guests with us this evening. Um, for those that know, you know, recently we went out and we did a uh, paranormal investigation with Metro West Paranormal Investigators. Check them out on the Facebook. And um, we checked out Rutland Prison Camps in Rutland, Massachusetts. You know what I mean? And it was a lot of fun. And uh, here today... Uh, we bring you people that were a part of this investigation with us, so kindly brought us in. You know what I mean? Uh, first up, we'll say, Mr. Ray Arnold, returning guest on the show, leader of the pack over there at Metro West, killing it. In a good way, killing it, you know what I mean? Uh, how you doing over there, Ray? Doing very well, Matthew. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good, doing pretty good. And uh, don't let the applause stop, ladies and gentlemen. We have the great Lisa Mulcahy with us. You know what I mean? We met Lisa at this event. This very, this very, this is the very first time we met her at this investigation. You know, very good times, good people, great people, the best. And following that up, some say you save the best for last, but we don't do best here at Mostly Ghostly. But we got another returning guest. Cindy Lou is with us. How you doing, Cindy Lou? Hello. So good to see you. Good to hear you. So, real quick, uh, Ray Arnold, we'll let you just open up, if you will, the episode a little bit about about Rutland Prison Camp because I wasn't aware when I first when, when <laughs> first time I heard of it was when you guys brought it up. Even though I am a, a gentleman from Massachusetts myself. Ray Bootman might have known about it. All right. Um, basically, uh, Rutland Prison Encampment is that oh, it's in Rutland, Massachusetts. It sits on, well, it is 150 acres, and it sits on a total of like 900 plus acres, so it's pretty a big area. Yeah. Um, it was built in 1903 to house minor offenders, like drunkards and small stuff like that. Um, basically, um, the prison was uh, to grow potatoes, and they did dairy stuff for the hiding criminals, like for your bigger prisons in, at that time. Yeah. Um, 1907, um, they actually built tuberculosis hospital that was built in 1907. And then years after, um, in 1934, the prison closed due to uh, flooding because the prison itself, I guess, sits below the town itself. So all the uh, rainwaters would flood into that area. So, you know, that's what leads us into, you know, our thing. <laughs> so did they, was there any ever prisoners that drowned? No, no, not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. I know but they that. did have deaths on there, and that was basically from the, the tuberculosis. Yes. Um, it struck them. I know, unfortunately, recently in our times, in New York, they had floodings where people, I heard people actually drowned in their, like, their basement apartments, which is awful. So I don't know, maybe if they had some cells that were, uh, you know, they fill up with water and you, you can't swim, that's going to be a problem, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I have. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they were made to farm the land and raise livestock, the prisoners, I remember. The fruits of their labor went to feed the more serious criminals kept under lock and key in the prison. Very interesting. And now, how long ago did this place get shut down? They shut it down in 1934. So, a good year. It was right, right before, the, right after King Kong came out, I believe. Um, I mean, no relation. Probably what, 86 years ago, something like that. Yeah. It has a great look. You know what I mean? Uh, Lisa, yeah. you want to tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you became involved? And you know, Okay, so people know me better as the Purple Dahlia, not your average medium, because I don't operate like a regular medium. I don't have any magic spells or, I mean, I have wands and stuff, but not like magic wands. Um, I joined Metro West Paranormal because I was a follower of theirs and they, I said, anytime you needed help, cause I offer my help to any paranormal group, whether it's three 30 in the morning when, you know, that S storm comes in wherever you are in location or, um, they got a family nearby that needs help, whatever it is, I usually answer my phone. So I got involved, but I had never been there and I don't do any inventory or check up on the place before I go there. I like to have a clean reading, which means when I get there, that's the first time that I'm seeing it. Yeah. I know Ray Booten feels that way when we go to places. Yeah. It's almost like cheating. Like I, I took my husband to a uh, location that I had to work at and he's like, Oh, you should read this journal. No, no, no. Just let me tell you. No. Well, don't you want it? No. You don't even know what it. No. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, that's cheating. I'm like, I don't know how you did things in high school, but I don't, dude, you know, swims or fail, drown, it's all on me. So whatever I get, I know that I'm the first one getting it. Now, not to say that other people can't look at the evidence, but then I sort of feel like that compromises your view because yeah. you're sort of riding on somebody else's coattails, trusting that their information was factual and maybe they're one of those that really aren't a psychic medium. Yeah. So I just prefer to go in, me, myself, and I, and this is the first time that I'm, I mean, Lizzie Borden was different because, you know, every kid in Massachusetts grew up with that nursery rhyme. Right. But I had I had no idea about half the stuff. So when I showed up at the Rutland prison, <laughs> first of all, it was very hard to try to find that place because it doesn't exist on a map, technically, on my GPS in the car. So yeah. I'm just like, if you're going to kill me, just do it now. We don't have to drive into the woods. I'm good. Just... <laughs> Just don't make over any more rocks. I'm good. There's a lot of places to be killed out there for sure. Oh yeah, like, and nobody will go looking for you. Yeah, it was just weird. that was the day of the hurricane, and the uh, the woodland people came out because he scared the bejesus out of me. And I'm like, dude, we're a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you see? I'm like, you're dressed in like beige and brown. Like that's not enough to make you stand out. <laughs> they care more about their look. They want to have that. Uh, the man in the yellow hat look from uh, from Curious George. Kinda, yeah. There's an kinda. influence. It's been burned into their brain. Cindy Lou, now we know that you've been down with the paranormal for a long time, been a guest on the show. What exactly what, what exactly brought you to the lands? The lands of Rutland. Well, um you you, you brought oh. me to the lands of Rutland. I think that you know this is kind of like a um, uh, thing. I, and, and when you had told me, I, I specifically, like Lisa, I didn't want to know anything about where I was going. 
to see if it kind of like to pick anything up. And I recall saying right off the bat that the property served two purposes, but I wasn't really sure what those, it was like two different things going on there. Um, but cool spot. You do hear that a lot where, you know, the, the professionals, I, and I agree with Lisa, like they, and Ray's been saying it forever, Ray Booten. We got two Rays on the show today. Both Rays are sunshine. But, the, you know, the professionals don't like knowing anything. And that's kind of the vibe as a spectator for me is like when I hear that, I put more faith into that because if you do have info, you know, who's to say it's true to begin with, you know what I mean? It could be just hearsay exactly. or, and then you're kind of going with it and uh, building onto the folklore of uh, this imaginary thing. So it's de- when yeah, it's better. You got to put your money where your mouth is a little bit when you go in there with nothing and turn out something. I mean, Ray Booten over there. Yeah. Did you, did you know about Rutland beforehand, or was that was that something new? Uh, that was new to me. Uh, the only thing I was interested in was getting the address so I could use the GPS to get there. Yeah. <laughs> that was all the research I did because I like to go in. I like to go in cold. Yeah. And Ray Booten has a history of GPSs in the paranormal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's the the, the Bridgewater Triangle was messing with Ray one day. We're doing a film in the future based off the triangle, and during one of the meetings, Ray's GPS got all wild, and uh, that story can be found in an upcoming short film directed by Ray Boone. That's very common. Even my GPS, I'll be heading to PA and it glitches out for an hour. And then I get, what I'm thinking is the next town over is Gettysburg. I'm in some other part of PA. And then, then it decides to work after the meltdown. Look, I'm lost. (laughs) I have no idea where I am. Is that another cow? Oh my God. That's another cow. It's that electrical energy, you know what I mean? Yeah, plus Gettysburg's got all that. You also hear about people, like, going on trips and them, make, you know, losing an hour or making an hour up, you know what I mean, here and there, like a time slip. Absolutely. Well, there was a time uh, I was going to visit my son in Cincinnati, and I have two, two children out in Ohio, one northern and one southern, and we were going to visit the southern one first, the sun. We decided to go down through uh, Virginia and cut over. Now, the GPS says the whole trip should have taken 12 hours. A uh, couple times, you go up, and there were these tunnels, and they literally go through a mountain. You look, and you can see houses on it, and you're going through a mountain. So we went through some of these. I think we took one short break, grabbed a little bite to lunch, my wife and I. And we're going, and we're going. And it just didn't feel right. Something felt funny. And we're driving, and everything seemed really weird. So we finally, we, we pull over, and we find out that um, we've been on the road for about 15 hours. We're still about four or five hours away. And we, the GPS, I'm not going to blame the GPS, because we, what I had done was taken a map, and marked off the key routes, and we had stuck with them. But somewhere in there, I don't know if it's going in and out of those mountains or some of those valleys, we just hit something where we turned around and said, oh, no, wait a minute. The sun's getting ready to go down. We should we should have been there hours ago. Yeah. What, what the? 
let's get a room and we'll try again tomorrow. You just want to get a room. No, no. It's it's legit. Like, to get to my girlfriend's house is only four and a half hours. But that day that it glitched out, it took me close to 12. So then by the time I got to Gettysburg, I had already driven for like 20 hours straight. And she's like, how the hell did you get over here? I'm like, you're the only address that it would let me put in. It's like, I go, so I'll just, like, point me in the direction of you guys. She's like, you realize you're, like, three hours from where you guys are? I'm like, wait, what? It's not the next town over. I've been in this car too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens. And you have no justification for it. Yeah. So a lot of times, even you shut it off, reboot it, it does the same thing. So you get to shut it off. Sort of like count to 10, get your blood pressure down, restart it, and then it sort of comes back to life with the correct information. Yeah. it's. Uh, I remember after when we left Rutland, we went to a close-by cemetery, right. and I think there was some GPS issues that we dealt with. I think there was a little – we got lost. Were we, all going, were we all going to the same one? Were we all the same cemetery? We had agreed on the same one. That's – kind of was wondering yeah i think that it was to two it was the same cemetery name and two two towns right next to each other i think that was the issue or the paranormal was messing with our gps for sure paranormal and it could have brought us there for an interesting reason because we'll get into it a little later in the show but when me me and cindy lou were looking at some of the tombstones there was some really weird like uh High up Illuminati hierarchy, weird symbols and sayings on some of these uh, these these gravestones that were like first families. Felt like it was like the first families of the first civilization that owned everything type deal. Coffins, above ground coffins. Yeah, it was a weird. It definitely got weird. But yeah, um, it, it was a weird vibe at that cemetery, no doubt. Because yeah. I kept hearing drums and fife, and it was just. I'm getting weird messages like, oh, a witch is buried here, you know. Oh, you need to look for Sarah Putnam. Oh, look for John. Oh, look for the Marine. And I'm like, okay, but what does that have to do with the drum and fife? Like, I didn't understand. I knew it was old, but. And then the sneakers on the tree. What was that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> when you said look, look for. I looked it up. They said that they, they do it for the birds. They do it for for birds to have a place to hang out. No bird's going to want to go in a stinky sneaker. No. I have, I have lots of birds out here in my boonies, and they won't go near anything that's too new, but they're not going to go anything that smells like that. No, no, no. They might like it. They like <laughs> might like the smell. It's an acquired taste. You know what I mean? I'm sure we like things that other people, other species would say. I don't know why they like that. You know what I mean? That's from Massachusetts. Caviar. <laughs> Fish oil. Cod oil. Yeah. Which person said, ooh, let's eat something that crawls across the bottom of the ocean and tell everybody it's really good called lobster? And then somebody else looks in and goes, it's like a cockroach. I love it. I like lobster. I love lobster. When they start eating people, I'll have to put my foot down. But so we'll hop back into the world of Rutland. Um, the first, uh, the first stop on our, our journey was the root cellar, I believe. Um, now Ray, I know that when we did the little video, you, you gave us some, you told us a little bit about the root cellar. You want to refresh real quick right now? Uh, what the whole, like what happened at the root cellar that would cause it to have, um, 
you know, occurrences? <clears throat> well, the root cellar itself is a—it's it's, it's a big structure. Yeah. Actually, it's probably the biggest structure that's on that property. Um, you know, I've heard from you know it's where they used to put their um, their their things, and I also heard it used to be. I don't know, from a church, you know, I've heard so many different stories about that. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely some activity in there, you know. Uh, the Church of Satan's been in that building. That's what it looked like. The yeah. um, So what did you say? It was like a function hall for, for like, the, for the prison? Yes. You know, they, maybe yep. when they ate lunch yeah. or something, that would make a mess hall. That kind of would make sense. That's what I'm kind of thinking, yeah. yeah. I was hearing other stories where they used to use it for church, you know, to worship and stuff. So, I don't know, you know. One of those uh, all-terrain rooms. You know, a lot of the lunch hall, I feel like the lunch room in a prison uh, is just as hardcore as a lunch room in, like, an eighth-grade school. You know what I mean? So, yeah. a lot of bad things have probably happened in that lunch room. Even if it's just bad energy of people hating on other people, you know what I mean? Violence, murder, people. Pro- you got utensils. Well, they didn't have plastic sporks. So they were giving you probably real knives and forks to eat your food with. Those were probably used as weapons. Um, and that there was a lot of energy in that. Like, that was very gloomy. Like, just approaching it, and it, had, it, it makes you wonder, like, these places with all these gloomy vibes, it's like, do you think that that, after time... It, the, it creates a look of dread, too, to go with the vibe of what's going on there because, like, it did have a – it was dreary. It was like uh, – like, if you were if we were walking through the woods just stumbling into that, we wouldn't just walk into it not knowing what was going on. It was very depressive. Like, it just screamed depression, angst, anxiety, anger, everything all at once. Yeah. Uh, graffitied up. You know, whenever you see these places that are super-duper – got this energy around them. It's all the t- teenagers always love to go there and party, you know what I mean? And do all types of things. And with that, you have trouble too. You have, you know, kids, you got them fornicating, you got them drugging and drinking and doing all types of crazy things. I know when I was younger, I grew up in the church. So like, God, uh, the Satan thing always spooked me a little bit, but I remember going to a sleepover party when we were in fifth or sixth grade. And it was me and a bunch of other kids. And I remember they thought it would be cool to draw like pentagrams on themselves and stuff. And I didn't do it. Even as a kid, I was like, nah, like I'm not down with that. And there was like a weird rock and roll heavy metal mentality where like, you know what I mean? They thought it was cool or something. And it was just like, unfortunately, and the dude, it was one kid who did it. And uh, he, yeah, he, he that, that, unfortunately that kid kind of had a really troubled life. Uh I, I believe he's still with us, but it's, um, I always thought that was a weird vibe with that. And that, 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 that reminds when I see these haunted places that have graffiti, I always think of like that, the stuff like that, these kids that don't really know what they're doing. They think it's something cool. They see it on an album cover and a movie or something. So they want to do a big pentagram on the wall or, or like draw, draw it on their body. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a very dangerous thing. What do you guys think of that? I, I think those are the kids that ate the Tide Pods and ate paste in kindergarten. That's what I think. Because yeah. I don't know any kids that I know, not not even my own, and they have abilities would even attempt. 
It's energy. When you feed them good energy, you tend yeah. to get good spirits and good responses. If you feed them negative energy, then you sort of like, you know, you kicked on Pandora's box door and somebody opened up. Like there's a difference between Ozzy Osbourne and say like, you know, an opera singer. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like there's all the energy that you come in with. Even when we went to other locations, I'd go in there with the best positive energy I can. I hype myself up on music the whole way so that I'm not lending them negative energy so they can feed off that more. Well, I think that the satanic element of rock and roll is is very much like their party lifestyle. Cause you talk to, you know, you see rather you see an interview or whatever with the rock and roll star from like the eighties and they'll tell you, they'll be like, yeah, we took pictures with bottles of Jack Daniels, but we didn't drink the whole bottle. But you'll have you, you'll have kids who think they do. So now you have a 17-year-old kid that drinks a whole bottle of Jack Daniels at a night. It's kind of like that with the, with the symbolism and stuff, which we won't go too crazy into symbolism and music in this episode. <laughs> but I, I always put those things together, you know, like whenever I see graffiti of crazy stuff like that inside of places like that, it, it always... To, you know, turns back to that thing, and yeah, they're they can be tied pod kids, but I think a lot of those kids just came up in troubled, troubled situations to, from the get go, which is unfortunate. And they kind of find, they kind of find peace in that aggressive music, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, and dark imagery. Uh, but again, it's more of that weird stuff where like you don't really know what you're praising up, you know what I mean, when you mm-hmm. look at these rock stars and the things they push and. They really don't support these things. They just kind of do it for the Hollywood aspect of it, if you will. Exactly. But I know that... If you try to explain to them that what they're seeing on TV or in a movie really isn't how it happens, they're like, no, no. Like, everybody does it. Yeah, that's why you can tell it's not real. Yeah. Basically, the paranormal is hurry up and wait. It's like movies. Yeah, and then nothing happens. You go to put the one major piece of equipment away, it's already wrapped up and in the box, and then everything starts happening. That, that That's how it really happens. But these people are scripted and paid to get enough content to make an hour show. That's funny you said that, because the, one of the biggest investigators before, I wouldn't even call it investigating, I would call it having fun as a teenager. We went into Hanson Mental Hospital, which was a tuberculosis hospital at one point, and... Um, I remember we, the biggest occurrence we had, like we had a video camera and we shot the whole time in there. And when we went back and looked at it, there was stuff that we didn't see when we were there. Because if we'd seen it, we would have been out of there. You know what I mean? Oh. But the, big, the biggest thing was I remember at, when we got to the very end, we were getting ready to leave. And I remember I shut the camera off. And I handed it to my friend. And when we were both looking down at our hands so we wouldn't drop it, we heard this. And it was three voices over each other. It was a man's woman, a voice, a man's voice, a woman's voice. And I don't know what the third one was, but it was all like intertwined over each other. And I remember uh, I looked up at him. He looked at me. He heard it. I looked down the hallway and there was plaster falling from the ceiling coming towards us. And people look at me side eye when I tell them this story all the time. And there was plaster coming down. And when I looked back at my buddy, I just seen his feet going out the window. He was out of there. And I remember that was like one of the most horrifying things I've ever encountered. But yeah, the like as soon as the camera went off is when we noticed it, noticed it. But like when you go back and look at that footage, which we're going to do an episode reviewing that footage in the future. You see weird things. There's a, there's like crazy growls. There's orbs. There's shadow people. Like when we approach the building from outside, 
and we take a shot of the exterior. Like in the, there's broken out windows that you you literally see like shoulders and head people just standing there. It's crazy. Um, a very big hot spot, but I believe they tore that whole place down. I think it's officially fully. I know they burnt down the kitchen area at one point. Some kids burnt it down partying. Um, but if I'm cor- if I'm correct with that location, I think some um, YouTuber investigators have gone there and when they were live they gave out their phone number because they these are people that have gone to other places that you know maybe only the bravest and the dumbest go to yeah and nothing has happened this guy was not playing and he's like if anybody this is where we are this is the gps coordinate um call the national guard don't tell the cops don't just send one cruiser because when you stuff had already happened i'm like how long have you been there they're like five minutes Okay, I wrote down your number. I will call you when Spirit says the fire alarm has been pulled. Because yeah. they looked like they were three sheets, like, whiter than they were when they went in. Yeah. So, I, as far as I know, parts of it had been burned down, but there's still people going in there, crawling around the rubble, as you know. Because, like, if there's no no trespassing sign, or even if there is, some people will trespass it. It's heavily popular. Yeah, the cops are always there. Um, you know, we had to... We were very nice boys. We went to the town hall and the mayor came with us and gave us the keys and opened it up and let us in there and do what we wanted to do. And then, uh, that was a lie actually, you know, but we, we kind of, we, 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 we made ourselves very small, like Ant-Man and we went in through the cracks. We didn't, we didn't break into anything. And, but we did try going back again. And I remember the car, the, 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 the great police officers of, Hanson, they stopped us and they said, where are you going? And we go, oh, just going for a walk. And they said, if we catch you in there, we're going to put you in jail. And it was like, oh, yeah. So we took a longer walk than we wanted to take that day. But, we, you know, we got, we got back and we had to, we, you know, because you don't want it. It's tricky. You know, they, if, you want, they, if they want to make you the example to keep people out of there, they could, like, ruin your life. You know what I mean? A- absolutely. And always for legal purposes, it's like, you know. Kind allegedly, of, allegedly, we went there illegally. Allegedly. Well, that there's a there's a, a a time thing, I believe. As long as they don't find the body we left there, everything will be okay. That was the real problem. Yeah, um, that's always the issue. Yeah, that's messy. Things get messy, but yeah, that was a weird one. I'd love to go back there if it's still there. It's super. There was so much weird stuff in there. I remember like you, how they have that. They say it gets real cold where there's like a lot of negative energy. And I remember we went into the basement and I remember when I stepped into it, the whole ground like kind of cracked because it was all ice. And when I took the, the flashlight and I went across the wall, it was just like diamonds all over the wall from the ice. It was really cool. Yeah, there's so many stories. There's a, some, there's a story of somebody falling on those stairs, going in there, hitting their head, and, like, their head was all bloody, but when they got up, like, the blood soaked into the ground real quick. I think that's a little made up. Um, that was secondhand. I had a friend of mine that seen a shadow peep, got chased by shadow people, and he well, he's not the type to kind of fib. Um, but, yeah, very crazy stuff. But, yeah, Rutland definitely had that vibe in there. Yeah, most what definitely you- did. What were you picking up on in that root cellar? I know that there was a like there was some talking going on, and we got some audio recordings, and um, that was the building right outside our cars, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. so that was the one where I felt a woman had been raped in the far right hand corner. Yep, there was a negative energy in the far left hand corner, but for whatever reason, he was a prisoner there. He said like 
we, we never touched women. Like, you know, criminals nowadays are way different. He's like, it was not any of us. Mm. So she sort of stayed. She doesn't want to leave or cross over because she feels that this evil entity protects her. Because, mm. yeah, everybody, ha- everybody has a line in the sand that you're not supposed to cross. And even with some spirits, if even if they're negative or evil, there's some things that they won't go, nope. It's just like you hear like the mommy. Well, we're not going to sell drugs to kids. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. You can't cross the line. He swears that, no, we would never touch a woman. Absolutely right. not. That's just a whole other level of scumbag. But she doesn't want to leave because he protects her. So I don't know if the kids or the younger men, like they were in their 20s, did this to her. But it's a di- they're not the same time period. Right. But since she's crossed over, she feels more comfortable. So he always takes over the left-hand corner, and she always stays in the right-hand corner. That wasn't the only place that I made a connection. Um, Bonnie and I were on that dirt road. So, okay, so where that with the lizard room is what I'm calling it. And the other one had, like, an in-ground tunnel. Yeah. Above it, there was a road that went up onto a field. And we were just walking along that road. And I heard something, and I had turned to my right. Bonnie had turned to her left and she said, did you do that? I said, no, that why would I say, why would I have done it? And then asked you, did you hear that? <laughs> and then we started getting like, we'd walk away and we'd hear stop. And then we're like, well, who said that? We didn't know if it was you guys or what. And Bonnie's like, no, I heard that crystal play. I'm like, yeah, that can't be them. They're way over there. Yeah. And then the guy, the spirit didn't like my, my bandana cause it was bright pink. And I'm sort of like, get over it, you know? <laughs> And then he's like, no, no, come back. And it's like, okay, either you want us to stop and listen and you're going to have something to say or you want us to leave, but you can't keep flip-flopping. Like, make a decision and commit to it. Yeah. And then it just stopped. I want to just take a, absolutely just stopped. Yeah. I want to take a trip back to the first, the, the root cellar one with that, with the with the prisoners and the girl that got attacked. The, li- the lizard room, yep. So she got, they, they killed her after or like? Yeah. She, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, the vibe that I would catch would be that you know the the prisoners were their own, were their own entities there, and then you know teenagers went there to party. Disres- do- disrespectful is what they yeah. were saying that these teenagers were. Well, yeah, um, they're probably the putting pentagrams up and all that crazy stuff. Well, that's where I got the satanic worshiping as well. Yeah. Um, but her name begins with an M. We don't know if it's Margaret because Bonnie was getting the same thing. So we don't know if it was Mary, Marie. There's some variation of Margaret. So Mary, Margaret, it's it's an extensive name. She had long brown hair. I get the 60s vibe from her. Mm. Like, you know, all wavy gravy and, you know, beads and stuff. But she had long hair. Um, I don't think she was a full-fledged teenager. I want to say she was still considered what we would say jailbait. So like yeah, six, yeah. 17, but she was young. She had no business being there. I don't know how she got looped into going there or if it was a dare or whatnot, but yes. yeah, there was some very negative people with her that already had this planned out. They had it planned. It was, it was instigated. It was set up like clockwork. So I'm sure she's not the only one that they brought there. She was just the only one that wanted to come forward. Well, being that she was so young, you think it could almost been like a virgin sacrifice thing for some ritual because you think that, like... That's the reason why that, that negative guy uh, in the left-hand corner who says his name is John, mm-hmm. um, that's the what reason why he stays there is to try to keep them out. Because as, as, as evil as he was in his day, right? it's like, oh, this is a whole other level of, oh, no, you don't. Like, it's 
oh my God, did you really just do that? It's like, we can't handle that here. We don't allow that. So I get it. Cause uh, you know, back in the day, if people were going to kidnap kids, they would kind of, nowadays they just take them at wherever, but like they'd look into if the family, like if the family was a family that would care that the kid was gone, so to speak. So if right. the kid came from like a broken home, Nobody gonna look for him. Nobody would protect them anyway. So any any right. protection would be gifted would be a beautiful thing. But I wonder like what's your take on that if there was another spirit there and she was going she was getting killed, I think you think there'd be a, a certain point while you were still alive where you'd be able to see those spirits would be more real to you. And do you think what what's your take on them kind of get it, not being as good? but just kind of wanting their the, the, them to stay with her spirit to stay with them instead of go to a different okay, place. So the most common misunderstanding is that like any, any noise you have, any spirit, the contact, Oh, they got to be evil. Right. Uh, no, it's kind of like when a doctor just comes out of getting the degree to be a doctor, they think they don't think, Oh, it's probably just like a virus. They go, Oh my God, it's like hoof and mouth disease. Like, Oh, it's this weird, you know, sickness that came in from Africa and, it's not everything has to be a zebra. Sometimes it's just a horse or a pony yeah. with hooks. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. And she, she knew cause they, this guy did try to help, mm. but at that point there was nothing that he could do. And it takes a lot of energy to create like a light, a noise, a sound to throw something and so forth. But after that point, he's got friends and buddies that now hang around outside of that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's like giving a heads up, like a warning. Yeah. Um, evil, yes. Would I say it's an, a demonic entity? No. Somebody that was evil, yeah. Like, he, he did some nasty stuff, he said, but that that's not even in his realm. He probably has killed some guys. Right. Know? Like, guys like that, like, robbed somebody yeah. or, you know, or stole something of his, you know, that's okay. That as far as he's concerned is justification, right. but you don't touch a woman. You don't touch a child. You don't, you know, that's a whole nother level of, Oh no, you don't to them. Yeah. So I get it. And she, like I asked her, if she wanted to cross over. She's like, no, 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 no. So she's afraid to come out of there. That's weird. I kind of, it almost reminds you of that, like Munchausen thing, but like, uh, what was that rich girl that, Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst. Remember, yeah. she like she the was with so long that she that that she became one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would feel like that, but this guy promised that he would never hurt her, and he's never lied to her. So why wouldn't she believe him? She definitely sounds like she came from a dark place in life. Yeah, like I mean? she could have been one of those commune children that you know at the time, because I like I said, I got a heavy sixties vibe from it. And they probably would, people probably never went looking for her. And how how sad is that? It's very sad, which would make her buddy up more with this other right. being. Every, this is what people don't understand. When you hear like, oh, there was a killer and he died and he got ju- the justice was served. Okay, but he's still somebody's somebody. Right. Just like when the serial killer took all those prostitutes, there's still somebody's somebody, aunt, mother daughter sister some there's somebody somebody mm. somebody should it doesn't matter what you've done in life per se as long as like you know you're still trying they don't count the number of times we fall they only count the number of times we get back out so it, it is what it is but she knows that she can cross over she knows that she can come to me at any time and 
yes, I'll drive down that creepy <laughs> mud bog and road and I'll cross the road if she has to go. A lot of times I can go into places, but I don't have permission to cross them over because it's not my property. Yeah. So I need to be invited there and then asked to cross them over. I, it's very interesting because I assume the crossover would be a peacefuler place than, you know, being kind of staying in one place like that probably can't be that great. You know what I mean? And I tried to sell it to her like it was Aruba and Disney World all at once. Yeah. She just, nope. She, and he's like, you don't have to stay. Like, he wasn't saying, like, you have to stay. He's like, you don't have to stay. You can cross. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want him. He sounds like an abusive boyfriend in a toxic relationship. A little bit. Well, not that, but that's not He's the guy that killed her. That, that's the one that's that, that's taking care of her. And so figure she died in the 60s, right? It's yeah. 2021. And he's never lied to her. Like, he's always protected her. What reason would she have to want to leave? She's just, she, she's still tra- tra- traumatized from the whole thing. It wasn't like, oh, we just stabbed you and you were dead. Like, there was a lot. There was a lot done. Yeah. Like, the the worst, they, you know how they say, like, in Alfred Hitchcock movie, it's not what you see, it's what's missing because your mind fills it in? Right. Okay, there's a lot more than even the worst that I can come up with. And I and I work on cold cases. But he, I almost feel like his take in it, like what he's doing it for it, a companion it, not to be alone. He's got, his, he, but he's got his buddies there. They just, they basically just let her be. They don't, you know, they don't initiate, it. poke her, not, they just let her be her. Which is kind of, I suppose, the most respectful thing you can do. It's kind of like when you have like a child that's having a temper tantrum. You don't want to yell at it. A child that's freaking out because that's not going to calm them out. You just want to take a step back and be like, okay, let's let's kind of like, you know, calm down. Let's try to see if we can find another way to work this. And then you get out of the supermarket and bring them home. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't leave because... He says he has no left- intention to leave because that's his domain. Because his two friends don't sound like they'd be as friendly to her. No. But that's why they're on the outside. Outside of the actual cellar? So you know where it looks like you're walking into an Egyptian temple at the beginning of the house, like short and then wide? There's one on each side. This is very interesting. He's got to be like the the boss hog from back in the day or something. He had to have been like... Oh, yeah. Ran the yard and the, the... the, the, the so instead of having a, a chain bulldog with the spikes around the neck, he's got his two buddies out front. Makes me never want to walk into that place again, tell you the truth. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not in like they, I'm not considered a threat, which is good and bad at the same time, but I can be a threat to some of them. Yeah. I just don't go in there with the attention like, you're going to do what I say. It doesn't work that way. You want to talk and get their side of the story to figure out, you know, there's three sides to every story, his, hers, and what actually happened. So you sort of have to be like a CSI. You get both sides of the story, and then you have to try to sort of piece it together. Only I'm getting like a nonstop rolling through cable channels of pictures of what I'm getting. And then it just picks one to stop on. So that's what they want me to focus on. Then I'll go back again. It's almost like playing a uh, roulette with the picture. It's just going round and round with the pictures and it stops wherever it wants. And that's what I'm supposed to figure out. Yeah. And if you're new to have, being a psychic medium, you never know if like, do I believe this? Like, is this going to be solid information? Yeah. And I make them work out work to give me the information. Cause I'm not just like, Oh, okay. That's what happened. I'm like, sure. Got any receipts for that? Cause like, I'm kind of going to need a receipt. 
That's why I'm like 85% or better accuracy because I sort of make them work for it. If you're going to make me work for it, you're going to have to work for it too. Right. Does anybody know how many people have been found in there? How many people have passed away in there? Like uh, police reports or anything like that? I assume we're talking some serious seven, numbers. Seven or more is what I'm getting right now. Seven so or more. Any suicides? Two. Too, because I feel like it would be a gloomy place where people would go there to do it. You know? Yeah, because like, like people who are in that kind of distress and depression don't go to happy places. Like they're not going to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. They're going to some place that will welcome that energy. That's what I'm saying. When you go into any place, and whether it has a reputation or not, you should always go in with the most positive energy because they're expecting negative energy, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we're hungry. We're going to eat." Now, because I'm feeding you positive energy. So you, I come in and they're like, oh, well, she's not going to do anything. I'm like, no, I didn't say that. What I said was I came in with my best attitude. You should probably come to me with your best attitude and what you want me to know and what, what's fact. I can't deal with, like, you know, rumors. I need fact. Yeah. So give me something that's going to substantiate that. And then from there, we can go a little further. So sometimes they give me a breadcrumb. Other times they give me two loaves of bread to work with. I just never know what I'm getting each time that I go in. But I also know I went off that just because it comes to you as a little girl does not mean it's a little girl. Right. Like, hello. <laughs> sure, you're a little girl. In some cases, they really are little girls yeah. or little children. But, yeah, no. Usual ones that I don't have any issue with are the pets, which I didn't pick up any pets around there. I did see that a cow had died or been sacrificed in the, the field. I don't know how. What, what is on the other side of that forest, Ray? Um, <clears throat> a lake. Yeah. yeah, you do have wetlands. You do have wetlands in that area. I think pretty good size. Out on the other side of that field. What was that? Oh, yeah. So when you come out of the the lizard room, and you look to the left, and then there's an open field. Is that where the hospital is? Yeah, it's actually, that field was actually their wreck area, um, but on that road you guys were on, in that field, there was the hospital on top of that hill. Okay, so they're showing me that there was a cow, either it got into there, got tangled in something, it was still alive, so it was almost like a mercy killing, hmm. but they used it, so the meat was divided up and went to the right, so that would have been over by that devil's tunnel or whatever they're calling it and then the rest went to the hospital like the bones to make broth hmm. i read something about how they would they'd farm and they would make the food and they'd get milk for <laughs> prisoners but then they, they made so much milk that they actually gave it to the townspeople right, I remember that. Yeah. right. Well, yeah. the cow's right. bones were used to make broth yeah so nothing nothing more than like than what a chef does now you just throw the bones in the pan with some water and, and but so that had to be for the sick people that couldn't eat meat or anything. Yeah. So I think to close up the root cellar, I think the big boss hog man was a big, he was in, he was a guy that did, he was respected in a little crime life. Uh, went into the big house, was still respected. Maybe he had a daughter on the outside world that didn't talk to him anymore. And that this girl reminded him of his daughter. Uh, or he just maybe was att attracted to her and uh, 
one, you know, the nicest person in her unfortunate life was this spirit. And uh, she's now accustomed to him and they have a bond. So now they don't want to, it's kind of a romantic spirit, uh, spirit story. When you think about it a little bit. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it reminds me an awful lot. Like La Miserable. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was a prisoner and then like, he's taking care of this woman's daughter. Cause he's responsible for her to have, it just feels like he doesn't let anything happen to her. She's not touchable to any of the other negative spirits. Cause he will go off the wall if anybody goes near her. Mm. And she doesn't want to, she doesn't roam the property at all. She basically just stays there. Rapunzel. Yeah, that's a question that I have. You know, when, when a structure um, that has activity inside goes away, because I remember I was probably about eight or nine years old when I was really introduced to paranormal. My mom took me to this house in Fall River off the highway, White House, creepy. And had a lot of activity, yeah, and then they you have and, the and then it went away. One. <laughs> well, they, well, they they bulldozed it. They had to bulldoze it. People were going in, and, and bad things were happening there. And so I, I have to ask myself, what's going to happen to the people or the the you know the energies that are in the root cellar when eventually I would imagine that's going to crumble or they're going to fill it in or it's it's not going to be there forever. So what what would happen? Do they cross over? Do they go somewhere okay. else? What happens to them? So think, think of it as a layer cake, okay? And within every property, houses come, houses go, another one gets rebuilt. But all the spirits stay there because it's like a layer cake. So if somebody says, oh, like, all of a sudden we have paranormal activity where there's no activity in the house before this, okay, my question is, was there an accident? Did somebody die within a mile radius of this property? Why? I'm like, because it can be anything. Or I get like, the land's been tainted with a significant amount of blood. So that goes back even further. So now we're talking Native Americans. Was there like, you know, a squabble over who owned the property? Because we all know the Native Americans owned it. Because, you know, like these people like, oh, no, you can't do this because of whatever ratio. Hi, we're Massachusetts, by the way. That was the chief that got executed, beheaded, because they wanted to prove a point. So, like, don't tell me that we're not going to have, like, Christopher Columbus Day. We're not going to have... You know, Heritage Day, like, everybody, it's named Massachusetts. Let's not forget how we got that name, okay? We, we belong to them. And if it had to be flip side, they'd divide all the property up amongst the Native Americans again, which would be okay. Probably better in hands, too. Um, there's just, it's just a thing, like, where there's a layer effect. So sometimes things were built over Native American cemeteries. Now, Native Americans also buried where they put positive people. And the not so nice people, mm. aka pet cemetery, coming to mind to anyone, uh, you know, uh, that one oh, yeah. cemetery you don't want to bury stuff in because it was tainted. Heed the warning. <laughs> Heed the warning. So you get to figure, okay, well, then there was a flood. So why am I getting all these bodies? And everybody's like, well, they wouldn't have done that. They'd have, oh no, they, in, in the books, it says they moved all the bodies. Uh, they lied. Yeah. But nobody's going to rip down a house, go down 70 feet where the the level of the earth actually was at the time, and remove all the bodies. So it's just something you have to make peace with them. Or So you might get tens of gen- generations on top of each other. Do you know what I mean? Like different time periods. And sometimes they work well together and sometimes they don't. As a homeowner, I 
when I go to have to do a cleansing, I say to them, like, look, um, they're willing to work with you, but it's their home, their castle. You got to follow their rules. If not, you can see your way out. And if you don't take the door out yourself, then I have to take you out. Those are your options. And go. Because that's how about how much time I'm going to give them to decide. Because you can't go into somebody else's house and piss on their couch and think it's okay. It's the same thing. You can't go into somebody's house and then start tormenting the children, the pets, the mother, the father, you know, grandma. You, you just can't do that. Some of them don't realize that they're dead. Some of them don't even see the house as it is now. They only see it as the house of when they were in there in that time period. Yeah. Which must be really trippy for like Lizzie Borden, um, some of these prisons, because they're still seeing it as the way it stood. So even though you said that house has been bulldozed, I'm telling you, the spirits are still there. They just don't have anything that they can, like, turn lights on and off anymore. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Poltergeist has that plot line, too, over Indian Burial Ground. Yeah, but that was actually valid. That was actually truthful. Most people think it was just, like, oh, made up. No, it wasn't made up. Really, behind the scenes, some of most of those bodies were skeletons. not fake skeletons. Yeah, those are not fake skeletons. No, they were really, <laughs> yeah. Tahiti, they got them from, like, Tahiti. We did an episode talking about that uh, on another show. And, yeah, they, it was cheaper just to get real people skeletons, which is crazy. <laughs> so they got them from some different... They got them from people who didn't like America to begin with. Choose your friends wisely, people, okay? If you're building a pool, choose your friends wisely. It's true. Well, there was a... Yeah. Yeah, there was a house at the edge of the town I live in, same town I grew up in. And as a kid, we always knew it as the haunted house. Yeah. And there there had been several kids that died in there. And later on... They bulldozed the house and immediately put up condos. Uh-oh. Yeah, right now, you get a lot of stories coming out of there about the condos being haunted, and it's haunted by kids. Okay. Do you know where the Danvers sanitarium used to hang over, like, uh, Middleton, where you could get the ice cream? So, it was old, it's old. It was it Technically, it's old Salem. So... Yeah. There was a mental hospital. I think it was like uh, Section 9 or something was the name of the movie. Oh, Session 9, yeah. Right, right? So that's the place. Well, they had bulldozed it and built condos. So we had tried to go up there a couple of times because my husband and I had seen the movie. Our children had not. My son just always wanted to know, what's up on that hill? So we decided to take them. The the fence was open. Yeah. There's no no trespassing, nothing. So we went up there and... Getting close to dusk, and he turns the car around, and my son goes, stop, there's people in the woods. So my husband stops, which never never stop if some child says there's people in the woods. Just yeah. don't stop people. Just don't. They all had hoods on. I saw them like my son saw them. Like, like I'm looking at you, I was looking at them. To which I was like, put your foot in the gas and don't take it off till we get to the bottom of the hill, please. Like, I don't want to sit here and have to, you know, negotiate this out. Right. My girlfriend lives there, <laughs> but she only showed a picture and I go, oh, no, you're really, oh, she goes, well, I don't know if I got it yet. I'm like, oh, no, you're getting it. I said, listen, you do know, and she's like, you know what place it is? I'm like, yeah, she has tons of activity, but she's in the administration building, but there's this one condo unit that they never can seem to keep anybody in it. 
And that's because, like, there's, like, like, a big George-type character that lives there, and he's big. He's probably not the smartest tool in the shed, but he knows how to scare people and hurt them. Hmm. She says, oh, no, I'm not in that one. I said, okay, just want to make sure. And then she gets all this activity, and she's like, can you just... She has echo boxes. She has the whole thing. Like, she's got more tools and everything, and she doesn't have psychic ability. She goes, but I thought it was my tenants upstairs making all the noise. I'm like, no, they don't have no kids. She goes, I don't believe you. Goes upstairs, knocks on the door. Can you tell your kids? And it's two old people. There's no kids. So then she's like, what is going on? I said, well, did you realize there's a young woman sitting next to you while you're coloring? And she's like... Really? And I'm like, yeah. Is she? I go, yeah. There was nothing wrong with her. But back then, you could have menstrual cramps, and they would just dump you off at the steps. There, there's a legit rumor that one of my relatives was dumped there on the steps, but nobody can remember her name. Yeah. How do you not remember a relative's name? You can remember all the thugs in our family, but you can't remember the one that did nothing wrong, and they just dumped her off anyways. Well, they feel bad about that. Right. But her room, where she is, because she gets a lot of children and stuff, Voices coming from a closet. Mm. It was the area where you, it's like an intake room. They write your name now. Now they're going to decide, are you going to go to the psych ward? Are you going to go to the children's ward? Which ward are you going to go? That's the room that she's in. That's, that's, that's her apartment. Was that level there? And I keep telling, I said, you didn't go into that other side of the building. She goes, I started to, she goes, and it got really creepy. She's like, can you tell me what he does? I'm like, yeah, he pushes people down the stairs. Like if you're if you're going down them staircases, I'd have my arm locked in that railing going down. And he's enough that he could just accidentally bump you and you go trippity trip all the way down. You think uh, if some if a, if a spirit like that was to kill you, it would get any of your power? What, what's your take on something like that? Your energy, it'd suck up your energy. I don't what do you think? know if you can take um, a psychic medium's power. I know that we're asked who we want to give it to. Like, you know, who do we want to pass it on to? And I have two sons that already have abilities, so I'd probably dump it on the younger son. Because he, he's okay with he's okay with his premonition. He's not thrilled about it because he can pre- predict death. But I always get a phone call, like, when something's gone awry. It's like, it's in the air. Because you yeah. can. There's times you're just driving down the road, stop your red light, and you're like, and he'll be next to me, and he'll be like, think it's one of our relatives i'm like oh we could only hope let's go down the list of who is on the top five and nine times out of ten it's like the top one of the top three people as far as the spirit this this big george type character he's he's there he's been there and i want to say when they filmed that movie he's the one that created all the problems for them i believe that now if a spirit if a spirit pushed somebody down the stairs and that person died do you think that that person, that ghost that killed him, would have the energy to suck up its energy, or do you? What, how do you think that? Why else would he want to no. kill it just to be negative? Because from from what I'm told, shadow people yeah. come and collect the souls of the really nasty people, and uh, if it's a good soul, like listen, nuns can be mean and everything. I don't want to say that they're never going to go to heaven, but even some of the nasty nuns don't go to heaven. You should know that. Nuns um, have no fun. Yeah. yeah, they some of them didn't make it across either. But I heard about that. There's a like I said, there's the negotiator and then there's the collector. When the collector comes to get you, like I don't have any problem with them. They I realize it's just their job. You can't get mad at a shark because his job is to, you know, be the garbage man of the ocean. Right. He serves a purpose. 
I don't have to dip my toe in there and go, hey, see my toe? I don't have to do that either. But if somebody dies and they have plenty of good karma credits, they're going out. He's not going to have enough time to get it. It's when you're dealing with children that I worry about because children, we, we teach them to obey our elders. So if an adult tells you to shut up, you're going to shut up. If an adult tells you to sit down, you're going to sit down. They're the ones that I worry about. Which is why when you go to houses and places that children are usually left behind because they're waiting for mom and dad to come back to them. Mom and dad virtually just crossed over. And it's not that they didn't want to wait for their children. They just thought their children was going to come across on their own. Interesting. We don't, we don't teach our kids like, hey, when you die, make sure you know you go to the light and whoever comes to meet you, like go with them. We don't teach our kids that. Teach your children well. You know what I mean? That was an episode of The Ghostly a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's an interesting thing, you know. I didn't know that mediums could, like, pass it on to somebody when you, when when they passed away, that you passed on, like, your... your, your... I don't know if it's everybody. I yeah. just know that that's what I've been told. Yeah. So... I already had plans which one we'd give it to anyways. Because one claims he's never had any abilities, which is a lie because they will rat you out. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't think like you can do stuff at school and they don't don't rat you out. Because my mother would go, ooh, which one is it? Because there's certain spots in my belly that will make me upset or I have pain when I know it's one of them. Yeah. And the teacher might go, well, I'm going to call your parents. And the kid's like, yeah, sure he is. And then I go to pick him up. I'm like, what did you do? And they're like, who called? I'm like, nobody called. You know who ratted your out? Spirit ratted your ass out. Uh-oh. Fill it. And, like, uh, and my mother's like, we're waiting. We got all day. We're waiting. Thinking like, oh, Nana's going to. No, Nana's not going to save me because Nana knows they're up to no good. <laughs> you ever wonder why you could never sneak in the house and then you have to go, did my mother have eyes in the back of her head? No. Chances are she probably was a psychic in some form. I dig that. Now, after we were, we got kicked out of uh, the root cellar, got too dark in there, got a little too dark. Right? That, yeah. And we moved, moseyed on down a little bit to there was another type of, uh, it was like a more of a four-room prison, smaller, you know. Ray Arnold, I know you told me a little about that as well. What what was, does that building have a name? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's actually, those are the... The Holden cells. Okay. There's actually six rooms in there. No, okay. there was. So yeah, that's where they would stick you. You know, stick you probably if you just came into the prison and processed you, or if you're acting up. You know, they'd stick you in there. Is there? I know that we we kind of got uh, we got one other place and then we got we got shut down. But um, is there a place in there where they all slept and stuff like that, or do you think that's what that root cellar is where they slept as well? No, there, there was, there, there, there is, there's actually a map on this. Um, okay. there is actually where they stayed. You know, there, there are, I mean, right now they're probably stone walls. And I do want to tell you guys that, um, June 2021, um, the state, Massachusetts Commonwealth, DCR, actually wants to demolish those buildings. Huh. They think it's a safety hazard. They want them down. So you're talking about the, the root cellar, the holding cells, maybe the tunnel. There's another structure over there, too, that they want to demolish. And the town of Rutland is opposed to this. So they're trying to stop DCF from doing that. So they're trying to raise up money because it's actually, it's a uh, it's a part of history. It is. But yeah. they want to preserve that. So that's what they're working on now. So the, the town of Rutland is fighting against the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. 
So it, that's what I'm going now. And I think the, I don't want to really throw out a huge number, but they have money, but they want to um, put the money towards that. So I don't know how that's going to end. So. They do it. They doing a campaign or like a change.org type? Thing? Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to really stop the state from doing what they want to do. So. Do you know what the name of it is for anybody that might be interested in checking it out? Off the top? I'm not sure of the campaign. The best I can say is go to the, the Rutland Prison Encampment website. They actually do have their own website. Right. Going it has everything to right now what they're, they're doing. So. Yeah, because that whole thing, cell area, had a weird vibe to it too. You know, it was real small. Um and yeah, I wonder they probably like at a time what maybe twenty, thirty prisoners at a time, or you think it was more bigger, bigger prison? Uh, it's huge. There, yeah. there's, there, there's structures there that I mean, to this day, I mean, we will go back up there. We just will, but there's structures to this day that we just stumble upon. It's like, wow, I didn't see this one. Yeah, you know, it's sat on one hundred fifty acres. You know, so uh, there could be a lot of stuff. Um, there's some structures there. I believe they uh, it was the warden's house that they do claim to this day it's haunted. I was going to say, I bet he had a plantation now, in there. The only, the only thing that's left now is just the stone just a stone wall. So there's only a, a very few structures still standing, but I guess the DCR, which is a uh, division of uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, feel it's unsafe and just want to take down the bigger structures, but we'll see. There's a lot of hate for that that warden's house, I bet. You know what I mean? A lot of energy thrown that way. Yeah. It makes sense that he would have an on on you know on quarters uh, plantation. I picture like a plantation, like from the south, like one of those big mansions that he just puts it in their face every day when they're lot they're all shackled up, and he's having iced tea. Going there, 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 there was people investigating. Yeah, There's, the. The warden's house and it's down, but, but you, yeah, like a barn door creaking open, mm. and it's The less cameras, the more likely people are to be corrupt. And going back to that day, I could only imagine some of the things that could have happened inside the warden's residence. You know what I mean? Of all types of terrible, uh, terrible things that could have happened. So that would definitely bring some. I wonder, whatever. And wardens are usually people that are like, it's like they plug in and they're there till they're dead and then they're replaced after they die. You know what I mean? Kind of like dictators yeah. of the prison yard. Like probation officers in <clears throat> Massachusetts. They never ever, you know, say, oh, I'm getting too old for this. I've lost, you know, my ability to make good decisions. They just stay there till they're dead and then somebody fills their position. Exactly. I think that's the case. So, like, when you, you got them for 40 years, I'm sure they become dictators. Uh, and you're dealing with you're dealing with prisoners, so you have to be hard. Even if you're not, like, a hard person, you have to put on the front of being hard and, you know, di- the disciplinarian. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, weird... I don't know why you would want to stay on the, the grounds if you were a warden, because all one escape... It just takes one escapee one night, and then you're not alive the next morning. Because the first person they're going to want to dead off is probably going to be that warden. But you realize some of the wardens were there with their families. So their children grew up in it. Like, that's a little creepy. Well, they grow up with definitely a different mindset than other people. I think that they... 
Uh, they would definitely probably have a uh, better-than-thou attitude, I feel, because they don't even know why these people are there. They just see them there. And it's like slavery, you know what I mean? It's a weird thing, being in the prison system. And that's I don't know. I never want to find out. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to do that. That's no fun. That is not a fun deal. But I know you said that you heard some voices uh, at the at the holding cells. Or was that a yes. little further down? Those are the cells. Yeah, they didn't want to talk. Like they were, you could hear the guys talking amongst themselves. But when I came in, they were like, "Oh, she's here." And it's like, "Well, I'm not going to bite you. I just want you know. Do you want to say hello? Can I have your name?" And they're like, "No." Don't want to talk to me? No. Won't ever talk to me? No. And I'm like, okay. So my assumption on the first two rooms when you were on the outside mm-hmm. going this way was those guys probably had some woman issues. Yeah, yeah. And then the other ones were just told, hey, he said, keep your mouth shut. That's what I kept getting. So, like, whoever was in the first corner, one, the one that smelled really bad, like the MBTA, like, yeah. like really bad, like the red line. That's the one that I, I feel was in control of it. Interesting. You think that the, the, the power of his evilness would put off that foul stench? Listen, the guy that was over by the the open farmland was the one that said that the guys don't like women in that. Like Some like women, but a good majority of them, the ones that still linger here, do not like women. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, a lot of people that were, a lot of unattractive men went into a life of crime because it was the only thing good for them. So they wouldn't like women for that aspect if they've always been not getting along with the opposite sex, so to speak. Yeah, because we were property back then. We really didn't have a voice of our own. Like, I want to say, like, dogs and livestock were treated better than the women. Right. Things have got to change sometime, right? I agree. I agree completely. 2021, baby. You're doing it big. Yeah. This is our year, girl. Like, I, I don't I don't care who's who's the soldier, if you're male, female, Republican, or Democrat. If you're going to protect me and my children, whatever, all the power to you. I say thank you. I don't question. I just say thank you. It's kind of like the guy protecting the girl in the, in the root cellar. You don't know what his intentions really are. But and, I, and again, I got that just when I pulled up. I was like, oh, no. Like, does this have to be the first place we go? Like, I'm going to run into somebody that's disgruntled. And then when I went in there and he's like, well, I don't think you want to talk to me. Because I think you want to talk to her. And I was like, where? Because I did. I you. It was like she was so quiet. She was like in the corner of the corner of the corner. She was just staying there like terrified and i'm like we're not gonna that hurt sound like fun yeah yeah I don't no know she's there. It's, it's toxic that really that's the first like ground zero patient like zero, like munchausen that's what comes across is like that munchausen like you stay with yeah. them because they abuse you and, and you don't want to leave because they won't abuse you like but he, he and he was just like i don't touch her he goes i don't touch her. i just let her be her and i don't let anybody else touch her either she's been through enough okay i get it sad to see that those things happen in the afterlife as well that's very tragic for real that's like that's like depressing to know that even in the afterlife there's people that still held down to that garbage but when you walked into it like yeah i want to say for the first five steps it was okay and then it just hit a oh like okay it's like like when you think of like it's rained all summer okay so we couldn't do anything so you're like okay i'm stuck in the house no. Oh, COVID shutdown was stuck in the house. That was what I got, like, with, after the fifth step. 
That's how we I I kind of thought I was going to get hit with it right when I walked in. And I'm like, oh. And then I see the lizards. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Wait, how did they get up there? And then I heard some guy going, you wouldn't believe how they got up there. And I was like, oh. And it was, the, it was John in the corner. Mm. I'm like, okay. But he's like, you don't want to talk to me. He goes, you want to talk to her. And I'm like, Bonnie? And he's like, no, no. The girl in the corner. And I'm like, oh. Because... Oh, she was a tiny girl. She couldn't have been much more than five two. Yeah. Do you catch an age on her? Do you know how old she was? Maybe they're telling me that she, that as far in their time, she would have been considered a woman. So then I went, okay. So how far back? But then the way the way she was dressed, right, was like um like a leather vest with like lots of fringe and beads on it, and like you know, night those really good bootleg pants, like you know, flares. No, seven, 60, 70s. 60, like, 70s? We're talking like the whole group. Like, it's groovy, man. It's groovy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was groovy like, that for kind a of bit, beating. Yeah, it was just, it was really trippy. And I was like, I'm looking at her, and I would, to, by today's standards, she probably looked like she was 13, 14. But back then, mm. that's what 17, 18 could look like. Right. But I, a- did, I did pick up that she was on a comp. So she must be like, you know, like, do we have six families in one room kind of thing? Just nobody was looking for her. That, that, that just breaks my heart. I, um, when, when, does any, was anybody around when Charles Manson had his cult thing? I know that was 1969. Was there copycat situations after he, after his whole deal blew up of like people no. trying to be cults and getting girls? I think somebody tried that so that they could get him out of jail. Yeah. But it it never did fly, and technically he didn't kill anybody. I agree. He just he just played the Jedi mind trick to get others to do his bidding. I like Jedi mind tricks. That's one of my favorite hip hop groups. Now Charlie Manson never killed a soul. He no. killed he killed a pimp supposedly, but he's just a pimp. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> but right. Like that's like that. Well, it was just a hooker that got killed by a serial killer. It's no big deal. Like, like that's that, still somebody. Somebody. That dude in the that dude in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the root cellar sounds like a pimp. He's got like those pimp keeper scared in the corner type deal. That's <laughs> that's very pimp like. I don't but, know about that dude. But it's I, not like he wants to keep her there. He said he like she. He, but he says to her, "You don't have to go. You don't have that's to what, stay." That's you can go cross over. They they say that you can do whatever you want while you're while they're in front of their friends, and then when they're then when you're alone, it's like you better not go anywhere. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what's going on. Knives in my kitchen. The, I, I think get a hatchet. I think he knew that you had the power to set her free, so he put on an act. That's what I think. Because I think he wants her there because he remind she reminds him of something else. Or, you know, maybe better times or the hopefulness of her innocence maybe gives him hope. You know what I mean? Maybe, but, maybe that's why he's not a demonic at this point and he's yeah. just sort of disgruntled and evil. So that maybe was, he is the light to her tunnel. I don't I don't know. That'd be cool. I mean everybody needs a light to their tunnel. That's the that's right. like the romantic part about it. Is it's almost like a weird romantic love story, like like a, like a Harold and Maude type deal. Yeah, and even Billy the Kid had a girlfriend. Yeah. So. He was upset because they called him a kid even when he was a man. Poor guy. Fuck it up, baby cake. Pull those big girl panties up. You'll and be- I, if I recall, did I remember that? Did you get like a feel from some people that like weren't prisoners that were not really kind of with related stuff that we were there for, but like you just you caught it. 
Yeah, so, and that was over on the road. But Bonnie and I couldn't tell if he was a prisoner or if he was like a farmhand. Like yeah. we couldn't really, we couldn't really get enough out of him. It's like, well, he didn't really want to talk to us, but then as we're walking away, and then he's like, well, no, I like, I don't want you guys to go. And it's like, right. like I got all the time in the world. Go, buddy. Like, yeah. let's go. Time's a ticking. It's hot out here. Let's go. It's complicated because a lot of the prisoners were farmhands, you know, and that was like what they did. Right. All day, you know what I mean? But then again, what do you, what do you do after you served your prison time there? And that's all you know. That's weird too. If that's they're going to feed question. you and house you, why would you really want to go anywhere else? Because at that time, money wasn't really a popular thing for everybody to have. So the kind of feeling that I got was like, he stayed there because he was good at what he did mm. and they fed him and gave him housing. Well, it goes into that whole thing where there's a lot of prisoners, people that are just Charles Manson, perfect example. He got caught up in the system at a young age to the point where he did that the outside world was more alien than him than the inside world. Exactly. And it was exactly. more, he, he felt more comfortable being in prison. You know what I mean? Listen, I'd love to cr cross that, that young girl over, but she, she's, she's pretty content where she is. She just doesn't like the people coming in all the time. Hmm. And where John's like, no, I don't really mind if people come in as long as that they're respectful and not like the kids were here like a, a few days ago or a few weeks ago. Right. So if you if you go in with the right attitude, again, no harm, no foul. But if you go in with the wrong attitude, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make their point come across crystal clear. It's, I wonder if they know that their time's up in the way of like if you're if you're in for a certain stay. I know time would slow down or even maybe stop in their situation, but it's like, it's interesting because like, if you were only in for 20 years and you've been dead for 80, you know, it'd be like, well, right. wouldn't you be able to go, you know, it, wouldn't you be free of it, so to speak? There's been some spirits that did not know that they had been murdered and that they were dead. They just yeah. couldn't figure out why nobody was returning their call and why nobody was acknowledging them. Yeah. And then I was asked, like, I'm like, want me, me to tell her? Like, no, <laughs> she's pissed. They're like, can't you do something about it? I'm like, no, I don't blame. What am I going to tell her? She's wrong for being pissed for being murdered? Right. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'd be on the same page as her. I'm like, um, they're not going to let you go across those gates unless, like, you know, you sort of get rid of all your nasty attitude. And she's like, I was murdered. And the family still has the condo. Mm. Mm. Not, not something I... I, I you know, I'd have that thing sold quicker than you can imagine. But then again, you also have to disclose that there was a murder in the condo. That's true, yeah. Me if it happens to one who's saying that it can't happen to another, because I know for a fact the guy across the hall saw the whole thing. What's crazy is there are rules about having to tell people if murders happened, or even in certain places if it's haunted. People I have believe to in Massachusetts tell. it's required on the real estate thing because when we went shopping for our house, Mm. You know, some of the houses we pulled up at, and I said, well, just keep going. Yeah. Why? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you thought the last one was bad. No, no, no. Just keep going. And the realtor's like, ain't you guys stopping? I'm like, yeah, we'll stop back closer to Boston because we don't <laughs> want to look over there again. <laughs> termites. So you see some termites going. No, what freaks me out is if they used to be a funeral home, and then they'll try oh, to sell yeah. it as a home, and then I'm like, oh, hell no. They're like, you you know it was a funeral? Yeah. How? I'm out. You can meet me out in the car across the street, across the property. I'm not discussing it here. Yeah, me and Ray Bootman talk about that. The funeral, the homes that were funeral homes back in the day. 
uh, the living room and stuff like that, the ties and such. And it's like, whew, like. Even That's a they, lot. That's a lot of bodies. Even though they didn't die there. You know what I mean? That Which was I the last like, place that they saw. So when you die. There's a lot of emotion, you too. Get, you, get, you get to go to your grave. You get to see who shows up at the funeral. Okay. And then, then they start the proceedings where you're going to get like, you know. You go in here, you go in there. How long do you have to be like in, in a signing and so forth? Because some people can cross over and be done with the signing in two minutes. Yeah. Other people take their whole damn decades to get there. It's up to them. But yeah, it's a lot. And that's the, some people are kind of shocked. Like nobody showed up. And I'm like, it's not that they didn't want to. It's COVID. Like <laughs> they couldn't. And then we were driving by a cemetery. And my husband goes, Oh, no, no, no. Is that what I thought I saw? I'm like, yeah, an open casket and everybody's putting flowers down and they're getting ready to bury him. He's like, why would you do an open casket? I'm like, because it's COVID. I don't know. All I know is that we're never, we're never stopping there to get an EVP. That's for sure. We're not going in there. That's a little much. And think of how many kids, how many teenage kids take their date to the cemetery for makeup spot. That must be some good conversation, good EVPs from, from the spirits that are in that cemetery. Like, wait, because one night we were driving yeah. and we were stuck at a red light at the cemetery. And all I could hear one spirit say is like, dude, this is better than HBO. And I was like, I was dying. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I, I, I had to tell him, he's like, that would be awkward. I go, I don't think they can hear him. I said, I heard him, but it's just funny. Cause I, at that point it was hysterically funny. Because why, why would the car be in there in the cemetery to start with at night, right? Mm. And then to hear the spirits like, this is better than when we had HBO. It's like free cable. I miss cable. It's like. He was more modern. Yeah. He was, he, was close, he was like maybe the last 20, 30 years, I want to say. Pretty soon they'll say, I see better things on Netflix. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'll be the future. Or how many TikTok videos did you have? Or how many followers did you have before you died? Ah, the followers. <laughs> the, the, now, does everybody here believe in the when you when you pass, you get to stand behind the coffin? That was something as a child that was I've always looked forward to that. What do you mean stand behind the coffin? Like when I feel like when I die or when people die, it's optional to them, but they could almost their spirit is in the room and watching the people come to the casket. I know that when they're at the grave, they stand behind, like, a headstone is where I always see them. And as far as as the funeral home itself, do you ever notice that certain families go to the same funeral home over and over and over again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why when the new spirit who was recently deceased, that's why all the other spirits hang around because they're waiting for another family member because they know. Oh, my. Like, my kids used to think that there was bunk beds in the back. And they're like, well, can't we go say hi to Uncle So-and-so? I'm like, no, he, he died last week. He was buried. Yeah, but his, his my other uncle just died. I'm like, true, they're brothers. Okay. Why do you want to go back? He goes, because they're in bunk beds. Everybody knows that. Uh, no, we don't know that. No, we don't know. You don't want to go back there. What, in the back oh. of the funeral home, there are bunk beds? That's what, that's what, I don't know where he got it from. He assumed that bunk beds. Well, then trying to explain to them how come we're they're dead but they're not really dead because I had to go through like, the whole through OJ thing like because the glove is the body <laughs> the glove gets thrown away but your hand is the spirit and you, you know you'll always have that. 
if he's sensitive, he probably seen the morgue with all the tables they pile him up on. Oh, he's seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like when your kid has nightmares and it's not something that they can fully describe, but that relative hasn't been around in the last 50 years, then you know that they got abilities. What type of nightmare are we talking about? What happens? Um, the kind that the boogeyman came in, he didn't have a face, and then yeah. this really nice old man came in, and he said his name was Grandpa, and then, like, he chased the guy away. Hmm. So one might have been an uncle that died in a car crash kind of thing, so that would explain, like, the not-so-nice face. Yeah. And then Grandpa came and told him it was okay. And then when you have have the photo album, so they go, oh, that's the grandpa dude. What's your, my mother goes, there's no way. They've never seen that photo. I go, I know. What's your take on the appearance? Sometimes you'll see people that pass that look like, like you know, when they were younger or, or, or like when they were fine. But then sometimes people see them like the uncles where it was kind of, you know, it looks like after the accident type deal, you know. Basically, you're given an option. So, like, when you cross over to heaven, you can be your best life. We've had a... Uh, a pet cat that died who was blind on earth yeah. who chose to remain blind over on the other side right. because he didn't think it was a deficit. He considered it a bonus because people would just come and bring him food. Ah. Somebody would come by and go, you're a good boy. Somebody would scratch his back. So he, as far as he was concerned, he goes, wait, why aren't you all blind? Well, cause you don't have to be blind. Time. He goes, Oh no, being blind was awesome. I got Turkey. I got shrimp last night. Like, you know, he had the works. And so, I kind of think of it like that. I have a half sister that only lives seven days. She represents herself as 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think somebody would come off scary, so to speak? I don't think they do. Listen, we ha we all have a relative that is all about, you know, making sure the hair is in place, making sure they're clean shaven and stuff. Yeah. And then you get the other ones that like, I don't give a shit. Either they like me as I am or they don't. And they just don't feel like they needed to change anything. I am who I am. It doesn't matter what I am on the outside. And then they will scare a child. And I'm like, put your skin on, okay? Come <laughs> here. Go go get some skin and put it on. So you think that their, like, original spiritual form would be the way that they kind of ended up? And then they can switch it back and forth? Well, yeah. There was a, an angel at, one of the, at a church where we, yeah. we used to live. And the angel would come flying around with no skin on. It would terrify the kids. So finally, I had had enough. Like, I can hear her. Every time I turn around, she just, like, I just catch the tail under her, and I'm like, look, put some skin on, okay? Dial back the flames. <laughs> You're scaring the crap. You know how it is to get kids to go to church and be quiet for an hour? Like, come on, cut us some slack. And that's what, you know, that's what worked. And then they told the priest, they're like, Father, you should probably not yell so much during the sermon because she don't like it when you yell. Right. Come to find out, she was also there protecting the children from a priest that might have had some extracurricular activities. That sucks. An angel, an angel with no skin, don't sound like an angel to me. That sounds trying like a to scare the priest into not touching any more children. Well, I, yeah, I guess that would be. But then I feel like those priests to touch children don't really believe in what they're preaching anyway, so they wouldn't be doing yeah. what they're doing. And I, I'm not the one that ever left my children, period. So if they were there for an hour for CCD, I was there for an hour for CCD. Word. They're in church rehearsal for First Communion. I'm there for the entire thing. Yeah, that, that, that thing always, the whole with the priests and all that getting wild and then preaching all this stuff, I always thought was such a weird element to yeah, dynamic. First, don't you remember Stranger Danger? Yes. 
okay, that was the worst thing you did for kids. Because you can't scream like, oh, it's a stranger and get anybody's attention. You can't even scream, police, police, nobody's going to look. You scream fire, everybody looks. So they were trying to teach these kids, like, well, if something should go wrong or somebody's in you just call police. And my kids are like, no, you don't. And they're like, yes, you need to call police. I'm like, no, they don't. What do you mean? I'm like, nobody wants to help the police. But if you say fire, everybody goes, where? So they're at least looking at you. So that's how you know somebody's going to be looking at you. Yeah. So I've trained my kids when they were younger that you scream fire as soon as you see somebody looking at you, lock eyes with them, and then tell them, I need the police. But you got to get their attention first. Get, nowadays, you got to yell free money or Kim Kardashian. Probably. Or, like I told my kid for the first confession, I'm like, okay, anything happens, you kick, scream, bite, I will sort it out later. For sure. like, I was an altar boy. That's, that's disgusting. The guy in front of me goes... I don't know, man. I kind of trust your wife. Calls his daughter back and goes, you do whatever her sons say to do. Because you're coming back out. And it was the day after the first community, he got kicked out. But that would explain why that, that angel kept showing her face in flames. Because, I mean, she'd misplaced the chalice. She'd, like, misplaced or locked the thing so they couldn't even get the first communions out. Like, yeah. It was just all sorts of things. And all she ever wanted was just a flower in the back queue. At least once a month to know that somebody cared about her, which is what my kids did. That's I find that very interesting because I don't know why you should want to scare the kids. I feel like there would be you'd be able to kind of transcend the presence. Yeah, she you know, wasn't okay. trying to scare them. She was but, trying hey, but, to scare the priest, priest. but the, wherever the priest was, that's usually where the kids were. Yeah, I know, but I almost feel like there could be a way to almost block herself out from the kids seeing her at all. You know what I mean? Like she. I, I, only she my kids priest. saw her. Only my kids saw her. Oh, okay. All right. So, all so right. I, I I'm like, like, I can hear because like someone said, oh my God, our children are singing beautifully. I'm like, you realize that's not kids, right? You know, that's an angel back there singing because ain't no kid in this, <laughs> this city that can sing that high or that pleasant without peeling the paint off your car. Yeah. And she's, she's like, did you ever notice like every time there's like a, a CCD rehearsal or whatever, like something goes missing? And I go, yeah. And she goes, do you ever ask yourself why? I said, no, because I know why. That's why I'm always here. And then my sons were like, she's doing it again. She's doing it. Because, like, mass is going on. This priest was, like, cracked the whip. Like, if your kid was asleep, he'd be very quiet, sneak up beside them, and then start yelling, like, to skit. I'm like, you ain't going to do that to my kids. They're already here. They're staying awake. They're afraid of the the spirit because of the flames. And he's like, what? And this was the new priest that took over. And my son said, yeah. He goes, I don't trust you guys. And the priest said to my son, he goes, you're absolutely right not to trust us. He said, trust is something that you earn. You should always, li-. he goes, listen, what do you know about the people you trust? And it was basically what my mother had told him. You can only trust two women in the world, your mother and your grandmother. That's it. Not all grandmothers, just the one that's the, the mother of your mother. That's yeah. it. Those are the only two. And when my grandmother passed away, I felt the same way. Like the only person I had to trust was my mother. When my mother passed away, my kids said the same thing. Like all we got now that we can tell that's always going to be honest with us is you. Yeah. My husband's like, you're setting them up. No, my kids will never be on the back of a mail carton, ever. Oh, nope. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah. So uh, did, did I hear something about there was a little, got a vibe of like a serial killer that was in the area? Did I yes, hear something along that lines? There's actually four in Massachusetts. Yeah. So two of them are down by Springfield and then the other two 
two are kind of more closer to the New Hampshire area. Um, one of them, sense. one of them, if you notice that most of the girls that have gone missing in Massachusetts all look like they could pass for sisters. Mm. They're within a certain, a certain age group. They all have blonde hair, similar haircuts, similar facial features, like say Molly Bish. No. Um, yeah. I didn't do any of the background. I spoke to the one of the family members because it was a cold case thing, and my, and my it still is. It's going to get solved, though. And my husband's like, you have no idea how correct you are. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I looked up some of the stuff you were saying. He said, I'm floored. I'm like, keep it to yourself. I don't need to know. Just let me go do my thing. But when yeah. we went, it was the day after her anniversary, and there was very weird... It's a it's a pond. It's not really like what you call like one of these huge ponds. It's like fairly small. Um, the houses are close. I'm calling BS. Somebody heard her scream. They just didn't get out of their house. But there was three guys there. I just walked in with a sketch pad and my dousing rods tucked into the sketch pad to not to draw attention. And my husband's like, oh, my God, that guy really is looking at you. And then after about a half an hour, 45 minutes... He walks away and t- talks to the two guys that were to my left that were fishing. And I know for a fact it was somebody that knows the area very well. Then that racetrack that got built where they found Molly, Molly Bish's body in um, her swimsuit. Yeah. They didn't want them to put up a stone. Now, it's a race car thing. All the mother wanted to do was just have a, a little plaque on a stone. It's not going to be where the track is. Right. But he still said no, which I thought was kind of weird. So we went to go check it out. You have to drive like, I don't know, like a mile in. And then it felt like you were at a mil- military installation where they wouldn't let you go ba- go in to turn around. They made you back up the road to go out because they won't let you in. Hmm. Not even to turn around. But then when you come out of the road and you go to the right, it's maybe 40 feet from that road. They have like a makeshift, you know, remembrance for her. But the, the, he kept he kept he kept items. She wasn't the only girl that he had killed. They were all kept in like those big plastic containers you put your Christmas ornaments in. And when she had arrived there, she told me that there was another woman there, but she was already alive, but not not doing too well. And she had told Molly Bish, she goes, "You're never coming out of here alive. None of us do." How do you use a bulldozer to bury your car? You did that all by yourself? No, we're going to hear that bulldozer going to ask what happened to your car. Mm-hmm. I could hear like dogs barking. So I know that there was, they were within earshot of hound dogs, specifically hound dogs, like the kind that could find like, you know, Oh, I lost my phone. Well, the dog can find the phone that time. The dog. And she's so upset because her parents have like not stayed together. It's, it's sadly. And a fact that people who lose children, whether it's through stillborn, um, sudden infant death, murders, whatever, they tend not to stay together. It's right. it's a lot because you blame each other. Right. But then the information that I had, because I even did some sketches, and just recently, I want to say maybe like four months ago, it was on TV, and my husband's like, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what? Because I tend not to watch the news because it's still a little too dark for me. Yeah. Um, he was like, they have it backwards. I go, what do you mean? So there's one guy that I saw that I feel is the guy that snatched her. Not the one who finally killed her, but the one that snatched her. He's had some sort of weight loss surgery, but he still smells. Not, that didn't, that didn't help with the, 
I've worked with him before. Okay, and then the guy, other guy was skinny. So they're saying the skinny guy did it, and I said no, he was one of the participants. So I don't know how these four or five guys got together. Like, is it on Craigslist? Like, you just put, hey, is there any other creepy, you know, serial killers out there that want to hang out? Yeah, I don't know how they did it. But there was five is what she's telling me, and she's telling me there's two still alive. So there was five. And like- one of them had a girlfriend. She knew what was going on. She just didn't, she's not been very forthcoming, though. It's always a crazy dynamic when you hear about the girlfriend in those relationships. It's just like they are in toxic relationships, like we were talking about yeah, the show. Absolutely. They, you know what I mean? It, you hear that a lot, whether it's just like sex crimes. Like I remember there was that couple years ago, the videotaped. It was like they, they went after like the girl's sister. And like I think they even killed her and like the, the the girlfriend went along with the whole thing. Just like the madness of getting inside someone's head. Like you know? or they or they're the ones that have to go find the next victim. Yeah, and or bait or bait in a lot yeah. of cases probably because they're and then, threatening. So the one in Somerville, Deanna yeah. Crimmins, she looks I mean, she could pass for Molly's sister. But that one he was not she's not part of that serial group of killing. I know they want to put her in there, but she's not. She was actually killed by her boyfriend. You know, the boyfriend who dropped her off who said, oh no, I'll be at, I, I know I'm going to talk to the police and has never talked to the police. Ever. Voids them like a plague. Well, I know what happened to her. That was like two blocks from my house. Mm. Like, there's, like I say to my kids, no, I don't want you playing at that park. Why? I'm like, because I don't want you playing at that park. That's why. You think these she's, people would be haunted by anything other than guilt? You know that, that, that Listen, I can tell you one thing that did you ever see the movie Ghost when that bad guy what? dies and yeah. all the dark spirits come and there's all that screaming? Yeah. When the collectors come to get you and you don't have a a lot of camera I don't even know if this guy has one camera point, I really don't. It wouldn't even matter if you save the building full of kittens cat and shot on fire. He's going. He's going. <laughs> yeah. Down. yeah. Oh, he's bad news. It really. it just feels like that. They, it's not like they come one, like one guy will be like, okay, so I'm the collector and he has this sickle and he's like, you know, he's telling, hold on, I got to flip the page. Like, you know, does it like a memorandum they has to give you. And then as you, the soul goes, oh, hell no, I'm not going downstairs. Then there's just a bunch of them and they just kind of close in on you and then you're just gone. Mm. Hey, Lisa. And I, don't, I don't blame them because sometimes they sit on houses, but I don't, that's, that's their job. I, I say hi and you're going to get you anything. How about how about Route 195, those murders with those girls? Was it the lawyer? Have you ever thought about that? The, I don't know. The- I don't, oh, they're saying, you said lawyers, right? This just went off. Yeah. So what, I don't know what case you're talking about. Is it the one so that's in the news now? No, it's, it's from the 80s. There were multiple murders along Route 195 in New Bedford. <laughs> yes, yes. That's right. Do you that's know about it? Yeah, that's the other serial killer, and that one likes to hit around the Springfield area. Is he alive? And he's yes, and he's, he's now alive. expanded, so it's not just women; it's men now that he takes. Yeah, I think he's a lawyer. My son worked down in Springfield area and out on on a college campus. I'm like, okay, and he's like, oh, you're not going to start this thing. Are you serious? I go, yeah. Like you see something, say something. You see something. Get a stick and beat him like a like a hockey game, okay? Because like yeah. mm, he going out, and then I'm on my way. Yeah. And he was just like, 
um, that's weird you should say that. He goes, because the kids on campus have been talking like this. Somebody dismissed and they go, she ain't missing. She's dead. They ain't found the body, but she's dead. She's not missing. She's dead. Kind of like that girl that's on TV, like the boyfriend's now missing and they say, yeah. oh, you're the that's, blonde. That's it. He, he dead? her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed her. But there was two other girls. Did he kill them, too? The two other women? All three? Probably. Oh, you better run, guy. You better run. I think he killed himself. I think that's why he's missing. Oh, when they were they weren't just looking like for a hiding space. They're expecting to find him where he's killed himself. And I'm telling you yeah. right now, he did it with he's there's something with his with his wrist. So I don't know if he did here, didn't succeed, then did this or whatever, but I can tell you that when they find him, there's gonna be a massive pool of blood and maggots. Ugh. Dave Maggot. Now, now you know why I don't watch the news. <laughs> this yeah, is what I get. You don't need to watch the news. I'm like, oh, I just need the weather and then okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, when I see that I assumed he killed himself. That's the vibe I got from the get go. Those are the type of cold case files that I work on. So there's a bunch of us psychic mediums and we sort of get together and we look at the evidence or they'll send me a map and I got to decipher it. I've never been to Chicago, but I can tell you everything that happened about the police conspiracy that happened there, which is kind of weird. And the police chief that I'm currently working with is to solve a couple of murders there. Like it's kind of weird where they don't know how the kid died. Because nobody saw anything, but somebody stopped and put a white sheet on him and then posted it on Facebook. And I'm looking at the shoes and I'm like, those are police shoes. No, no, no. Those are police shoes. They're police issue. Yeah. I said, it, and he's not dead yet because you can see in the video, he's not dead yet. Like, like he's, that's a death rattle heading out the door, but he's not dead yet. He's still alive. I go, somebody saw him. Somebody did this, covered him to make people think that somebody already knew about the body. And then left. But whoever took the, somebody had to take the video, those shoes are over there. There's two people right there. So what's the next step? Somebody's going to be cleaning up any witnesses and making them go bye-bye too. And that's exactly what happened. You guys think the death rattle is just the, the last exit of breath? Or you think that this, that's the spirit coming out with it? Last breath. I spirit used, comes out in a different way. I used to watch weird videos on, uh, you know, bunch of websites that people you know killing himself off and stuff like that i'll change the mood of the conversation didn't you see the one with the deer who got hit and it was on camera and the the deer spirit walked away but the body just collapsed the ones i watch are more more intense they're more horrifying yeah i I know i know which ones only unfortunately that's what i get sent for evidence like this is what we got (laughs) what can you tell us I'm like one. Don't send it to me around dinner, exactly. or 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 on Christmas Eve. That's that was one of the last one I got. I was working on a serial killing, and it was children, and I had given them the number twelve, and they could only find like eight. Yeah. And my son's like, "Why would you take on a case like that before Christmas?" I'm like, "Because their parents deserve to know." Yeah. And I go, "You got to go back by that tree." They're like, "We didn't find anything by the tree." I'm like, "You need to dig deeper. Those were the first ones." There's a a lot of the death videos are taken down from the internet now, which is probably a good thing, but it's what they call the smut videos where they just are snuff, snuff videos. Sorry. Stop. I get like, uh, like, Hey, like hangings and, you know, gun, gunshot suicides, all those beautiful things. Now the thing with it is like when people record it, 
um, like there's after the death rattle, there was like almost every single time there would there's be a, a weird, there'd be a weird, exactly. There'd be a weird noise in the, in the camera would glitch. Like there was something passing in front of it that I always felt like it was like the soul or whatever. It is the soul, but you're yeah, supposed kinda- to, what you're supposed to do if you're like one of those nurses, hospice nurses is you're supposed to open up the window right away so that the spirit can just go and not linger because sometimes the spirit gets stuck and that's how they become attached to that house. Right. So it's just much better to open it up and just wish them well. But if you're there in the presence of a loved one who's dying, you need to just not record, not talk anything. And just it's, it's a special moment. Not very many people get to witness. Yeah. I watched. I, I watch it first, uh, secondhand. On, yeah. On videotape. I don't want to be there when it happens. It's like my whole thing. Like, can yeah. yeah I don't need. To, I don't need to be there as it's happening. I can wait till the movie comes out, so to speak. I like the way you put that. That's funny. The um, yeah, it's one. Of, it's it's good. It's good that you can't really see that. That you used to be able to go on like your rotten dot coms or yep. steak and cheese and be, like be, before uh, I I, I can't, it was pop, you know popping all their videos on there. Yeah, then you could see anything. Nowadays, it's like thank you Jesus. It was like it was very fast. It's just such fascinating stuff where it's like it's the end, like the official oh, no. end. You've like, got to watch. It. You've got to watch the mortuary videos. Have you watched like, a the mortuary series like, yet? They, and how to die at home? Were they how did that? No, I've seen them like peel the face back and stuff. No, no, this is like how to die at home. How to if you don't want to be, you know, with the formaldehyde. Um, how you're going to bury them at home? What kind of service you're going to give them? What do you do when they're dying in front of you? Because now, like, you can be, aka, euthanized at home, so to speak. You know what I mean? All these things that you can do, and the mortuary covers it. Covers it all. Whether it's a dumb question or it's a serious question, they cover it all. Right. I'm I'm known as five minute Lisa when a relative dies because five minutes from the second I walk into that door and then I'm gone. That's all I can take. It we just gets too much. Me and Ray talked about having a like a coroner or like a funeral like a funeral director type person on the show to catch that. I I want to know. I want to walk through them like the procedure. You know what I mean? Like in a classy, not crazy way. Absolutely. As a, know the procedure. as a matter of fact, you're not as a CSI episode. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of things that we know, weird things that happen with the body after you pass. But I'm sure there's a Absolutely. lot of things we don't, we don't know as well, you know? Absolutely. Like, I, like again, keep seeing this picture of Ozzy that keeps showing up on my on my phone and in my feed and... <sighs> The shame. It is. Well, we, we're rounding out like two and a half hours. And I thought this was a great episode. Yeah. I, I want to just close up on the Rutland deal. We'll re- return in the future with Lizzie Borden. Yeah, but, that's um, going to take a, a lot more because I've gotten more evidence after the fact now that like most people who investigate has come out and been sick for four days. <laughs> we'll do like that's a one of them. We'll do how many wax did she give? 47? I think it was just 10, right, Lisa? Yeah, it was like 10, and then the other one was not nearly enough. Ah, we could do a 10. I've been clearing her name. I've been clearing her name. Yeah, like, I've known this all my life, and I don't know how I would have known, because I've never been there. Ray 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 can, you know, 
verify that because when I pulled up, like, I don't see it. I'm like, oh, there it is. Wait, why were there two? Why are there two children dead? I'm like, wait, what does that have to do with that? What's the yellow house? What's this? Oh no, John came this way, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, the guy that did it walked this way. Like, I, I feel him like just pass through me. And then we we didn't know until we went in for the whole thing, and then yeah. That's a great teaser for the upcoming episode of Lizzie Bourdain. Not to be confused with Anthony Bourdain. Um, now, Anthony Ray, Bourdain. Bourdain. I, I was making a joke out of a sad thing. That's what we do on Mostly Ghosts. You know what? But he probably would appreciate that joke. He would love that joke. I know he would. I got out some of love for Bourdain. His, his girlfriend, uh, uh, Asia, Asia Argento, who I have high respect for her family in the film Listen, world. he just had a bad day. Well, she you know? was cheating on him, too. That yeah, was but he day. just had a bad day and just didn't feel like tomorrow was going to get better. That's the only thing. And in that split second, you can't say, oop, do over, you get it. Depression's tough. I think yep. he was. I think he was uh, looking for love in all the wrong places. I think he fell in love with a girl that was more wild and didn't really want to settle down at the time because she was living it up. And you know, he he. I think a little scandal broke out and he went out, went on the limb and defended. No, there was a scandal that broke out and he paid somebody off not to talk about it. Listen, somebody just wanted to marry somebody for the notoriety and the money. And then, yeah, and then realized, oh, it's not all it looks like from the outside. Yeah, yeah. it's not. And then, There's a, real work then, then another scandal broke out with her being with underage, speculate, her being with under, like underage gentlemen on sets. And then shortly after that is when he did it. Uh, tra- very tragic thing. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. And does any, now, do you, anybody want to say anything closing in Rutland? After, you know, from going, knowing what you knew beforehand and then going in there and the things that you dive, you dove into. Uh, Mr. Ray Arnold, we'll talk to you and we'll go down the line real quick. Um, coming away from that visit, what, what was your take on Rutland? Um, I've been there a few times. Um, yeah. By having Lisa there and um, <clears throat> you guys there, it kind of added more to, uh, more to it. You know, I, I find out more information. Um we knew something, there was a black energy that was in there, you know, we just didn't know what it was. Yeah. So to have Lisa not know anything and to come out with this of uh, a little girl and the other one, his name is, I believe his name is John, it's quite interesting, you know, so it's going to be more added to the book of the Rutland prison encampments. And like I've said before, every time we go there, we find new structures. So it's, it's always more and more so, you know, in time, you know. Yeah. It's always an interesting place to go, and it's too bad that we couldn't go into that tunnel, but maybe someday. We've seen pieces. We'll be back. We'll oh, yeah. be back for part dose. You know what I mean? I think uh, it's also good to re- go back to review some places, because if you haven't been there in a while, you don't know what the current activity status is either. Who's coming through now? And that now we've all left an imprint on that place, so maybe that could be a positive thing you know, moving forward in the future. Cindy Lou will jump around. What was your take on the Rutland deal? Uh-oh. Cindy Lou, I think you're on the... I think she passed the, out in the heat in Rutland. <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> Sorry. No, it definitely, um, it's definitely a special spot. And I, I'm sad to hear that there are people that want it to go away. I kind of understand the safety thing there because, you know, I think we, we really picked up some great momentum. And then, you know, right when we hit those underground, what were they, caves or... A tunnel? Tunnel. Was it a tunnel? Like a tunnel. 
the drainage. It's like right when we got bought by the park rangers there, you know, um, yeah. is, is really where I'm like, my brain was like, now what are they using this tunnel for and, and what's going on down there? So I, I'd like another stab at it to, to kind of focus in on that area. Cause I think that that in itself, um, is something, um, is just as cool as the, the, uh, root cellar, um, as far as probably, uh, some things that are going on in there. I, I agree with that, you know, tearing it down is not you know, the disrespectful answer. to the kind of the area, but you, there is kind of that girl, if that building was torn down before that girl probably wouldn't be there type deal. You know what I mean? And there's probably other, some of the people that killed themselves might not have been in there and it's a gloom and doom type situation. So there's still people going there and me and Ray Bootman talk about this a lot, you know, in, in the world of bad energy, it's like you could either, you could kill and consume or to be more valuable to the host or to the person doing it, more to like latch its claws in to a living thing and slowly drain it, or have like a power source that's always rebooting its its own energy, so it could all like vampire, you like a tick, you know what I mean? Instead of like, instead of a rattlesnake, it could be a tick, you know what I mean? But Ray Bootman, what you, what do you yeah. what, what do you have to say about the the Rutland? Uh, I'm curious as to who Walter was. He was around the holding cells. He was an older man, but I don't think he was a, uh, don't think he was a prisoner, maybe a caretaker guard, something, but it was an older man. His name was Walter. Uh, I'm curious, uh, can't, couldn't get much of him. If you talk about the root cellar, uh, the guy who saw it didn't want to face me. He kept on ducking behind columns and trying to hide and the girl was uh the girl was there but she would kind of look at him and then i'd look at her and she'd kind of skirt away to get away from me so i got a funny feeling he was a user and the sense i got of uh he didn't like males uh because he couldn't control them that's a good uh, pimp he could be a pimp he could have been a pimp you know He, he he wouldn't he wouldn't go face to face he kept ducking away but Walter's the one that's stuck there or attached to that place. And like I said, he's not, uh, he, I don't think he was a, an inmate. I don't know if he was a guard or a caretaker, but uh, he's Did just not letting go. By the road behind where the tunnels were, the underground tunnels were, did you get him from behind that area? Uh, yeah, not that, okay. not, that far, not that far from the holding cells. So it was his name is something chieftain or chief. That's what they used to call him as chief. So we Bonnie and I couldn't figure out is he like is his name Captain Captain? Like they, he kept trying to say, but he was whatever accent he has from that time is it's way worse than our Worcester and Lobster nowadays. It's like real bad. But it feels like they were calling him chief. That's the man that I said wanted to talk to us and then didn't want to talk to us and was telling us about the cow. I just don't know what his purpose was there because it doesn't feel like he ever left. He was just good at what he did. So that, that makes actually better sense. I just didn't get a first name from him. And he was a positive vibe. It wasn't like a negative vibe. Wasn't a ne- Well, I mean, who's a smart ass. Cause he didn't like my, my pink bandana, but yeah. whatever. If I, if I'm dead, I want somebody to see me from Mars, you know, some neon <laughs> pink was. Now the bit, the man I saw was uh, a little bit older. Um, didn't have, was already losing his hair, a little bit heavy set. Yeah, a little, yeah. well, a little, little pudge. 
Yeah, a little. He was eating. He, he was eating well. He was eating well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's what I mean when I say a little heavy set. He's on a few more pounds, and he'll be heavy. Yeah. He's heading. In, he was heading in that direction before he passed. Right. You think that could have been the warden? You know. I I'm getting that he passed with something with the heart. So judging if they had you know ample supply of meat, there's a good chance it could have been like you know clogged artery somewhere just you know cholesterol levels and stuff you know if it was a warden i could almost see a warden not wanting other people to know that he's the warden because he's lumped in with all these other prisoners you know what i mean well you know how guys call everybody bro or they go what's up chief or whatever it's i could not figure out whether that's his real that's really what he is or if that's just a nickname that they gave him or because like he he's been there the longest like there's something about it he just he just doesn't like hot pink i guess so he's he didn't native, want to native american and maybe native american <laughs> no he just didn't want to he just didn't want to spill his truth to me okay. it was like okay like and i can't force them yeah i wish but i don't have that kind of power yeah 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 no i'm, I'm getting i got more uh, you mentioned the word chief I get, I get more like someone who let's say you had a group of inmates that were uh, on a work detail Mm. Yes. Uh, farming and and they'd say you know what next chief and he'd say okay do the north 40 type of thing yeah but we when i tried to press on him like well so is that your title is that a nickname is that your real last name he just said like yeah like he just didn't want i don't know if there was somebody else further back that i couldn't sense that wasn't making him feel comfortable telling me but he just didn't he never gave it up or maybe that his nickname became his name because it's just what he became known by as when he was right. there. So it's complicated to explain that I used to be this, now they call me this, so now I'm this. You know what I mean? Well, he, say, he said he didn't do anything too bad, so I don't know what that meant. So we just kind of left it as it is. When you're in prison and even war and stuff like that, you give each other nicknames and that becomes your name. You know what I mean? More so than your real name. So it's possible. That's possible. I feel like he was kind of... If he, if I almost get the vibe like he was a guard or something that was friendly with the prisoners, but wasn't wasn't quite a prisoner himself, or maybe he wasn't he was starving the, to death. That's for sure. I wonder how they ate, how the prisoners ate. And not not too bad because they had enough to give to others in the town. So yeah, drinking a lot of milk. Yeah, all that vitamin D. Vitamin D. So, Lisa, did you want to say anything in closing on Rutland? Um, Rutland, I have a feeling we're, we're all, all of us here are going back. Yeah. Um, I feel it's going to be more towards spring though. I don't, there's something significant about it. That's all they're telling me is there's something significant. We'll be going back. We're going, going back to Rutland, Rutland. That was for Cindy Lou. But I'm going to prep in it in advance to try to get, see if that girl, like, you know, cause we're now going to be more familiar to her. So, you know, yeah. if you want to cross over, if you do, that's fine. Yeah. I think so. I can't wait to go back. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I love seeing y'all work. I'm a, I'm, I'm the greatest of uh, of um, watchers. Like the like like the paranormals in the graveyards when the teenagers are there. I like to watch. So we thank everybody for listening. We thank everybody for being on. Um, real quick, Ray, you want Ray Ray Arnold? Tell people where they can catch you and your stuff. We are Metro West Paranormal Investigators. We're on Facebook. Or uh, you can send any fan mail if you want to. 
The PO Box 121 Southbridge, Mass. 01550. I'm with it. Lisa, where can people find stuff about Joe? All over the place. I have my own page, which is the Purple Dahlia. Not your average mean you can find on Facebook. Just type in Purple Dahlia. I'm also the page manager for Live Paranormal. I'm their resident psychic and a member of Metro West Paranormal. Hell yeah. Cindy Lou, you want to say anything in closing before I hand it off to Ray Boot? I'm, I'm super excited about meeting everyone. Um, Lisa is like a breath of fresh air. I cannot wait to get into Lizzie Borden House um, ASAP. Yay! Hell yeah. Listen, now, they were expecting somebody like Chip Coffee, and then up comes the girl from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chip Coffee, my boy. And uh, Ray Boot, do you want to say anything before we bounce out? Uh, I'd be curious to go back to uh, the prison camp and maybe this time here take a slightly different approach with the information that we already have to try and get them to open up and get some uh Get some evidence, hopefully, uh, recording or uh, some video to be able to share with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get something to the public soon on what we found and uh, more findings. So that being said, you know, thank everybody else uh, out there for listening. Thank you for everybody for being on a part of the show. And uh, if you like this episode, tune in wherever you heard this to listen to more. And uh, support, support, support. We got social medias. We got a patreon page at boombastic streaming and uh hell yeah so check out other episodes have fun be safe stay out of rutland and we'll catch y'all on the next episode of mostly ghostly (laughs) 